0: They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. (laughs) And first-time
1: partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over Sports Talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard
0: and Dibs. Uh on 957 the game well good to have you back Debs i don't think you're mean i don't i don't i don't think that about you at all no i'm okay
1: yeah, with right. uh with who i am i actually feel really good about who i am as a person i'm oh, disappointed in my <laughs> my longtime i guess no longer friend matt Steinmetz, Wow. Power did it go that far yesterday Is the friendship i'm afraid over? it did because i saw him saturday we played golf uh we had an an eightsome mm-hmm. we had back-to-back foursomes at metropolitan and oakland shout out metro in great shape i played terribly <laughs> but it was fun i saw him at the 19th hole we enjoyed a conversation we shared a bro hug come to find out not one day later it was sunday the next day I tune in, I'm with my baby. We had a wonderful day at the park with my, my wife's supper and everything's wonderful. I said, you know what? Let me tune in to hear Mark and Steiny. Maybe I'll catch them in an argument and it'll make me smile. Because <laughs> I know you two are cut from slightly different cloths. Little bit. And I heard you a couple times throughout the show, and you guys were great. You sounded great. You're getting along swimmingly, and all of a sudden my name comes out his mouth. Yeah. And I'm mean, I'm angry. I'm this bitter guy. All of a sudden, man, Steiny. All right, it's on now. Yeah, it's on. Those Think are homies. The, gonna be fine. Those, yeah, we'll those see. are
0: labels that you only like about yourself when you use them. Exactly. Those are, like I, I'm not trying to pin you here, but you've you've used those words to describe yourself. I'm hard. Just, <laughs> you just don't want someone else doing it. No, how dare he? It's kind of like ripping. Uh, you know, when you're mad at your mom. Uh, I don't mean you like anybody it rest in peace right. no. like you're allowed to get frustrated with your mom but you can't talk about my mom seriously we'll talk about my mom my mom I'll rip my mom. You keep my mom's name out your mouth. The great Carol oh, Willard. So oh, look. Uh, <laughs> her name wasn't Carol. Ellen, it's Ellen. Ellen, yes. yes and Ellen. She's, I, I always get that wasn't her. She's still yeah, with us. Man. She's 78. You need to call her during the she's break. She's doing fine. Yeah, yeah she I, is. Hi, Mom. Uh, Tom she's and Ellen. probably watching on YouTube. My hi, fault, mom, Ellen. That's Ellen. on me. <laughs> no, we good. It's on um, me. But anyway, yeah, get ready for 11.55. Uh, uh, because it will be Guinness Mos Macho uh, who is more ticked off, Dibs or Guru. We'll find out. So uh, Guru what, actually texted me yesterday. Me what did he say? He's like, these two, I can't <laughs> wait till tomorrow. Wait a minute, what did I do? What the hell did I do? I did the show. I, I didn't say a damn word about you or Guru. I'd have to
1: check the actual text, but uh, the sentiment was these two,
0: LOL, we gonna have some show material. In oh, the damn! Because I, th- yeah, listen, I will. Uh, l- I'm going to do what human beings <laughs> do so well. I'm going to ride for me. Um, nice. I'm not defending anybody else. In well, this I'm going to keep it real. I didn't do it. A- you know, I didn't do a damn thing yesterday. No, you never. Do. I got mad at Carlos Rodon. I didn't get mad at anybody else, and it wasn't even really about Carlos Rodon. He just sort of was a conduit to it. So, anyway, we can get to all that. But uh, listen, uh, NBA All Star Weekend. Um, I did you watch any of it? What, what what was your thought here? Because this this sort I of I watched le- it
1: and it's over. I I felt like I was uh, bedside with a loved one, and you know you're having the discussion as to whether or not you need to pull the plug. And it sadly that's where we are. And I hate to get super modeling and dark, but this thing is over, Mark. And I've been the biggest NBA All Star Game supporter of anybody in local media because I enjoy watching them go up and down and play and show athleticism and then you get to the end of the game and now we're going to compete. The old ideology was three quarters of street ball, one quarter of let's actually play basketball. I was okay with that. This game was not that. This game was four quarters of unmitigated garbage. Nobody cared about it. Nobody is even moved by the fact that Jason Tatum broke the All-Star Game scoring record. That thing was a complete
0: waste of time for everyone. Right. It's over. Yeah, I I have the same sort of uh, vibe, but but uh, I, I think it it becomes somewhat too easy after All-Star Games to be like, All-Star Games stink. Yeah, they they kind of do. Like in this day and age, they don't work anymore for all of the reasons that we know, which is athletes are way more in tune and paying may- way more attention to their bodies, their nutrition, their time, their mental health, their physical health. And and that's the problem with analytics. And I don't know what the fix is here, but this is what I've noticed about anything that's analytic related. If I sat down with a human being across the table from me, just like you and I are right now, and you explained to me, now why did you do that? And that could be... We didn't go for it on fourth down, Kyle Shanahan. We didn't try to score with uh, 50 seconds left to go before halftime of the Super Bowl. Or, uh, hey, Gabe Kapler, why did you pull Rodon in the fifth inning of a shutout? Or, hey, NBA superstar, why did you sit out the second half of the All-Star game? Why are you staring at each other while you're in a layup line? All of these things they can sit there and answer the question in a way that makes total sense to me. Well, here's why we do what we do. Here's the analytics behind that. We've got data, we've got studies. Uh, the body is gonna respond better here. Our data shows that third time through the lineup. Right, the right. All you that. can sit there and explain that to me all day long. And I'll nod my head and go, okay, that makes sense. But what does that mean collectively? When you do that repeatedly over a period of five years, seven years, ten years, it feels to me like what it means is fans are going to go away because all of these things they lead to better health, they lead to uh, maybe longer careers, longer careers, and maybe even a better chance of getting a hit in the in the eighth inning. But it doesn't lead to good things for fans, and therefore ratings plummet, and right. your game gets put in a
1: bad spot. It's about entertainment, and we can make this about any sport we want. But the thing that strikes me most is about the San Francisco Giants and a season that's coming up. And you look at what Gabe Kapler and Farhan Zaidi have done in their tenure, and they've done really well in terms of winning games and keeping players healthy and You know, being a competitive team. But as a fan, when you look at the Giants going into this year, and we talked about it in the changeover a little bit, you don't have any player that you can really sink your teeth into, in large part, to me, because of the way that Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler go about running this team. You've got players up, players down, players in, players out. And for the NBA model, you've got load management now to where, you know, the Warriors, for example, Steph Curry, he's out injured right now. And when will he come back? Well, he'll come back when he's good and ready and when he's healthy enough to be able to play. And even when he comes back, there might be some games in there that he sits out because he won't be fully ready. And the analytics tell you that he needs to rest and he needs to not play every game. And I get it. So the the brain side of you says, it makes perfect sense. I understand it. But the fan side of you, the emotion is, I want to be entertained. And ultimately this is an entertainment vehicle, and the entertainment value is slowly being sapped away
0: in baseball and in basketball. It's a tough needle to thread. I'm not gonna lie to you here. Like, Clay Thompson's a great example, Yeah. okay? We have somehow bought into this. It's kind of crazy. If you had said this to us two years ago, we would've been like, well, that's laughable. But we've somehow bought into the idea that Between a torn ACL and a torn Achilles, two horrible injuries, that Klay Thompson is unable to effectively play back-to-back nights two years later. That's crazy. I mean, honestly, two years later. This guy can't play on a Tuesday and a Wednesday when the next game is not until Sunday. He can't do that. So he didn't do that until the first time, which was last week, and it was only because he had nine days off right after the back-to-back. The thing is, he can do that, but what the science tells you is we'd rather him not. And you can sit down and you can explain to me, Doc Pandia tomorrow, why this makes sense. And I can go... Okay, That I'm, makes sense. I'm not a doctor, and I'm not a trainer, and boy, I love me some Clay Thompson, and I want his career to be as long as possible. So, okay, and I walk out of the room, and I go, "Well, okay, I get it." You know, here's why Clay Thompson doesn't play back to backs, but in the end, Clay Thompson's not playing back to backs. Like one of you, one of the people we buy tickets to go see, is missing a game a week because he won't play, and and so. I don't know what the right answer is there. Do you get an extra year of Clay Thompson except for the years that lead up to that extra year feel empty right? because you're only playing two-thirds of the basketball games? Is that good for entertainment? I don't know the answer. It, just, it doesn't feel to me like it's good for entertainment, and therefore we are continually—and this is human nature. We're making the choice of short-term gain, long-term loss. And I don't know how you fix that because that's what humans do, right? If you take out a loan, yeah. you are sh- choosing short-term gain, long-term loss. Yes.
1: And we all do it. We do it with everything. And I was mentioning to you in the green room about our approach to global warming and climate change and whether or not you feel that that's a real thing or not, that's a you problem. but like the ability to recycle, conserve water, all the rest of it, like all the lights we have on in here in the studio. We don't think about, man, maybe I should turn off these lights in order to save some power, save resources for the future generations. We don't think about that. We think about our own comfort. And if it's air conditioning or heat or long showers or the rest of it, we don't often think about, how can I make this world a better place for future generations? We think about how can I make myself more comfortable? And if you're an NBA player and you are paid in full and you have a guaranteed contract and you're thinking, all right, I'm Clay Thompson. I've got one more year after this year and then I need to go out and get another deal. I wanna keep playing. Do I wanna burn myself all the way out to where at the end of this contract, I'm not as viable? Or do I wanna maybe slow play these years and you know i'm still a good player and i've won championships and i love the fans and i love to play however if i can drag this thing out to contract time
0: maybe i can get another 80 million dollars
1: and be able to prolong my career
0: some of this is also just how you present it to the fans again if you sit down and explain each of these things to me i get it however how do you present that to the fans how do you present to the fans so yeah not playing tonight like Adam Silver over the weekend was like, load management's not that big a deal, and he, he said this has been going on forever, but I thought he presented it incorrectly. He presented it in such a way as like, look, we're not going to be here forcing guys to play through injury. I'm like, I don't think anybody wants you to force guys to play through injury. We want to force guys to play through non-injury. We, we want you to play when you're healthy. Right? They're not even playing when they're healthy. And that was also the case with the All-Star Game. And I don't want, no fan wants their favorite player to get hurt at the All-Star Game. But presentation matters. Go to any restaurant in the city, presentation matters. The steak can be delicious, but if it shows up on a plate and there's just juice flying everywhere and the vegetables are going sideways, That's you're not going to dig that restaurant. So, for instance, Shade Gilgis Alexander, Oklahoma City Thunder. They asked him, and this was after Mike Malone's, like, that's the worst basketball game I've ever seen in my life. They asked him, how do we fix the All-Star game? This is a presentation that, to fans, in my opinion, you don't want to make. There's always money talks. So, I mean, you, the more incentives, I think guys will take it seriously, more seriously. Um, but with that being said, it was super fun the way it is now, and I have no complaints. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think it needs to be fixed, um, but if they want that, I think that for sure it's. I mean, he's sitting there in what appears to be a five thousand dollar mink coat, probably more than that. As he's right, as he's looking at a reporter and he goes, "Money talks." The implication being, we'll try in the All Star Game if you pay us even more, right? And I, like a he piece, make, he's making thirty point nine this year. A piece of me gets it, but
1: you can't present that to the fans. You can't! No, and especially when... Okay, so Shea is making 30.9 this year. Then it goes to 33.4, 35.9, 38.3, and 40.8. So he signed a five-year, $179 million contract, which is guaranteed. So how much money would it take for Shea Gilgis-Alexander to give a crap about going out there and playing in this game? Is it a million bucks? Is it a million bucks a player for the winning team? I saw somebody put this out on Twitter, and I wish I remembered who it was, but the tweet was, the winning team, you get an extra week off. So inst- if you win the all-star game... How do you do that, though? You, How would you
0: execute that? You would just change the schedule. You have to push well, it back. I mean, do you have any idea what goes into that no, logistically? I'm with you, Mark. Like, that's not possible. No, I'm just saying, in to terms of what players really want... Start moving
1: concerts around? Totally, right? I mean, come on. I'm just thinking about in terms of what players really want. How do we get players to really care about it? Oh, if you give them gosh. a million bucks a guy to go out there and play and win, well, that's, that's a game check for Steph Curry. Is, is Steph going to be highly motivated to go out and get an extra million bucks to go uh, win a game? Apparently. I apparently. Well, that's what Shay Gilgis-Alexander says. Yeah. Come, I don't know if other players agree with that. I, Kyle, yeah, what's up? I think what we have to do is change the presentation of the All-Star game. You two. have to stop presenting it like a basketball game. Mic up everybody. Have an on-court MC running around out there. Change your camera angles. Mess with whatever celebrity different broadcast- game,
0: but with actual players. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Like just turn it into that. Stop trying to market this as like, hey, here's the best I- players going at it because it's not that. So don't I- present it that way. I
0: think I agree with that. Like, how about this for example? Um, and I wonder if this would even work uh, with with you and me. Um, who won the home run derby last year? I cu- I couldn't tell you. Do you remember Tom?
1: I feel like if you give me a minute, I'll remember. Same. If you Google it, Juan Soto.
0: <laughs> was it Soto? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. You fe- you sound confident. so no, I'm No, no, it in. was because remember you had Pete Alonso like in like
1: the dugout or yeah. whatever he was like going Zen Master there for a second. Then okay. he kept losing
0: and it was hilarious. All right, who- That's a
1: tough comp for me because the baseball All Star Game is still feels like an All Star Game because at the very end of it, if I'm a pitcher and I'm an All Star and you're a hitter and you're an All Star, I don't want you to beat me. So that that paradigm, that dynamic, because it exists in baseball inherently, the baseball All Star Game is fine. Because I don't want you it's okay. to get a hit off me. But my the it's reason better than okay, I think in terms is- of
0: in terms of it being a real game. So who won the All Star Game last year?
1: I have no idea.
0: And who was the MVP? Couldn't tell you. American League cuz they always win it, but okay. I don't know who the MVP. Is, Somebody so. hit a home
1: run in I, like a 3 to 1 game. I
0: guess my example is that I think by and large we will do a better job of remembering the home run derby than we will the game. And it's to Kyle's point. The NFL has already done away with the actual Pro Bowl game let's turn this into a skills competition and a little flag football and, and all of this. If the NBA did come out and do wild camera angles and we, you know you got a five-point shot out there at half court for Dave Lillard and turn it into rock and jock, but with the actual players, would that be in a way more entertaining because at least it's being packaged to us in a way where it's like, look, we're just here to mess around and have fun. We're here to entertain you, but we're not right, going to package right. this as a game that matters baseball, your contention is fair. The game is fine. It doesn't need to be changed. However, I still think we're dialed into the home run derby more than we are the game, which is another push in the direction of just turn this into wacky skills. It's more
1: entertaining than an actual baseball game, unfortunately, because, you know, an actual baseball game, you got strikeouts, walks and the three true outcomes and the rest of it. I wonder how many NBA players would show up for that sort of a contrived just fun rock and jock sort of game. You saw Josh Allen already. He would rather go play a celebrity golf tournament than go to Vegas and play in some cockamamie flag football event. Now, totally. I I loved what they did at the Pro Bowl games. I thought it was entertaining, and the fact that at least some players were there made it more entertaining, but you had LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo. The only reason why they went to the All-Star Game in Utah this year was to keep their streak alive. They
0: were drafting.
1: and yeah. Also, that way LeBron yeah. can say, I've played in the most All-Star Games in history. He was hurt. Giannis was hurt. Giannis played one minute.
0: Yeah yeah it's pointless i i'm with you i think that that's probably the direction we're headed and that's fine yeah yeah. And, and that's fine the larger point though is and this is where it actually starts to affect the teams we love you know from farhan and gabe and uh even the the golden state warriors who slow play every injury um, nobody's going to be mad at that because last year it worked. It worked at the highest level. They ended up winning a championship because they all got healthy at the right time. But all of these analytics that are aimed at the body and prolonging and putting people in a perfect position to succeed, it's like that's that's fine. Um, however, if it leads to your team not having an identity. Like, that's really what we're talking about with the Giants. Your team has to have an identity. This is content. Who's their marquee player for the Giants? There isn't
1: one. Right? No, but if you had to pick somebody, like, if you had to put out, like, if you had to put out a poster on opening day, here's our guy.
0: It's Webb and Peterson. You can't pick two. Well, no, but I mean... they're So like you've even, got a, every, every fifth-day yeah, guy every, right, in a platoon right, player. Right, right. Like that's I mean, so sad. They're the ones that went and talked to Chris Rose a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Because, yeah. yeah, they're the faces. And, yeah, that's not good enough. you got a 400-at-bat guy I, and, and I, a pitcher. And I love both those players, especially yeah. Logan. Like, I love Logan's story. I love who he is. He is awesome. He is absolutely... He's a fantastic pitcher, and he's already shown that he's a big game pitcher but Look, he'll appear he, 32 times right. at best right. this year right and he's and he tapped out of the world baseball classic because i think he understands that he needs to be the leader on this team right. going forward and so that's all wonderful but yeah that's not i mean that's that's what you got right now yeah so the giants are lacking an identity it's kind of the point. I mean, Steiny and I talked about this yesterday. Um, I, can I Am I not allowed to bring up his name anymore? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sick of you talking about yesterday. Can we
1: live in today's show? I'm I didn't talk about yesterday that night. I'm
0: sick of it. You're sick of it? I mean, the me idea... Bluntly, I'm sick of it. The idea of what the Warriors will do going forward and who might be on or off the trade block or who's even tradable. And, and he sort of went down the mythical road of like, is there a point sometime here in the future where the right thing would be to trade Steph Curry. And I'm like, it. it for me, it's just a hard no. He's like, been anti-Steph from the get-go. No, it wasn't like that. The point is, is like, what if Steph wanted it? What if the Warriors started to have to go with the youth movement, and Steph was like, "Well, I can't win here anymore. Send me somewhere else to ring chase a little bit with the last two years of my career— a, my thought was, I doubt Steph would do that. That'd be a bad decision. Like, why do you want to go be somebody's three and try to ring chase when you already have four well, as an Well, considering his uh,
1: NIMBY situation in Atherton with his neighbor now oh, building... Yeah. I mean, maybe he wants out of Atherton. Maybe he wants out of the bay. Yeah, maybe. He's getting nimby
0: out of the bay. Stop. Like, no, I'm not going to stop. It's a, it's a story. It's a, it's a story. I don't think it's his story. I just don't... Like, I doubt that he would want that, but even if he did... For for me, the, the the answer is the answer is absolutely not. The answer is that because he's the identity. He's the identity of the Golden State Warriors. You can't be without an identity if you are content, if you are a thing, if you are entertainment. You have to have that thing where someone says, Well, this is how I'm gonna describe what you're going to go see. If if, if right. somebody landed here from planet Mars. And said, tell me, what am I going to if I go over to this Oracle Park thing here in a month and a half? What am I going to see? Describe it to me. What are you going to watch?
1: You're going to watch 26 different guys appear in a giant uniform over the course of nine innings, and you're hoping to win three to two. Yeah, they might win. They might win.
0: Make sure you have your program with you. They win more often than they lose. Wow. They do. Not last year. Well, but, but combine the last two years. There you on. go. G- Gabe Kapler era. More wins or losses? Yeah, more wins. You're, a, you're Dr. Fact over there. No, I so love it. Do they have more wins or losses? They've got Gabe. more wins. Thank you. Thank you. So, but describe it to me. What's the identity? What? Um 957 <laughs> I mean, 957, is that Alabama. unfair for no, me? To, not at all. I mean, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that they have a great year I this year. I do think you're falling asleep too often. I do think that. I, I mean, think come on, I'm getting older. Yeah. I hope
1: Conforto and Haniger pop. I hope the pitching leads yeah. up to Billing. I hope that uh, they have a first baseman who can actually catch the baseball
0: when Bra- thrown to him. Brandon Belt said yesterday from Blue Jays camp that he thinks Lamont Wade's going to crush this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Defensively? Yes, Belt's still talking about the Giants. He's, not even, Bunt. he's not even in this country anymore. <laughs> and he's still talking about the Giants. Uh, it's sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. We get to your calls next. Guess what Patrick Beverly said about the Warriors right before he signed with the Chicago Bulls? We'll have that. And our Giants insider Pavs is about a half hour away as well on Willard and Dips.